Hey, everybody, I'm your host, Felipe, and you're listening to the Total Basis Podcast. And with me, as always, is Sean Flannery. Sean, how you doing? What is up, guys? I am doing awesome. Uh, Rutgers won. The Mets split their doubleheader, and Francisco Lindor actually had a good ba- uh, baseball game, which is, like, shocking to see. But, um, yeah, it was a good day. Well, we are down to our – this probably has to be our last Sunday uh, of of the summer, I guess. I mean, I know summer doesn't officially end until September, mid-September, September 20th around there. But it's a brisk, cool day here in Chicagoland. Uh, I actually was thinking of getting my sweater and going outside. But then I remember that I have a bunch of things to do inside before I head out to tonight's big all-elite wrestling pay-per-view event. All out right here in my backyard, Sean. Gonna go to the. I'm gonna go to the uh, the infamous now arena, what used to be known as the Sears Center here in um, in the in the uh, northwest suburbs of Chicago here, and I'm gonna watch some of the good old fashioned wrestling over there. Good old wrestling. Yeah, I get to see the pugilist prize fighting performers get paid. <laughs> there we go, alliteration. Yeah. Oh man, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. So that's what I'll be doing tonight. Uh, after the show so i'm looking forward to it um anyway we have our own wrestling to talk about here on the show is that correct sean our own wrestling yeah well the the, the you know there's teams uh wrestling for those uh playoff spots in the baseball line oh, jo- jockeying up and down the standings hell yeah now i don't know how to do this because uh, uh, how we should do it, go about this we have 12 teams to cover but i don't know if i want to talk about everybody's team uh maybe we should just talk about their chances of making the playoffs or or maybe in terms of like the guy who's in dead last in this league at 16 and 27 is our buddy jet from Wisconsin, big Milwaukee Brewers fan, but he's in dead last. I don't, don't yeah, well, no did he, he, he had the interesting run last year where we all made fun of his draft. Yeah. And then he was like top four or something like that in the, the standings come playoffs. I think he made the final. He, he beat the, Aaron. He beat he Aaron. Beat, no, yeah. No, the he, other way, Aaron beat him Oh, in the finals. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Because I lost once again to Aaron, you know. Yeah, so not I, bitter or anything. No, no, just uh, things to think about for, uh, over <laughs> the long, long off season. But I don't think uh, there's no way on God's green earth Jet is making the playoffs this year. There's no way. I just don't no. see it. Okay? And, and if you look at it, it's not for a lack of you know some terrible pieces. He just uh, lo- losing Ian Anderson for a large part of the year. He had Corbin Burns. We he had last year, and we all laughed when he picked him super early and. We are the ones laughing. He, he has one of the best relief pitchers, Alex Reyes, in terms of just pure saves, uh, w- which we don't count. We only count net saves. So no, Alex Reyes save. is actually – oh, okay, yeah, we count yeah, both. We, we count both. This year. Yeah. And uh, he, just not enough pitching depth. Uh, he had Fernando Tatis Jr., obviously was awesome, but hurt a lot of the year. He had a vastly underperforming DJ LeMayhew. Um, Teoscar Hernandez, probably his best value pick. Uh, he had him, if I can look up when he was drafted, I, yeah, the 14th round, second overall pick. So pretty good value for Tasker Hernandez, who has now given him a 295 average and uh, 92 RBIs and 24 home runs. So, so that actually leads his team in RBIs. So he's going to have a top four pick no matter what. I mean, we he's dead last, but he doesn't get automatically the number one pick overall next year. He yeah. has to have a top four pick. Because he has to duke it out with the, you know, wrestle it out against the other four bad teams in this league in a, in a separate constellation bracket. So uh, right now, as it stands, it doesn't look like he's going to be able to win it unless Fernando Tatis carries him like he carried him last year. But in terms of keepers, because now we get to keep six for next season. Uh, 
I guess Tatis, Lamekiu, those are two keepers right there. I'm thinking uh, Tatis, Teoscar, Will, possibly even Will Smith at catcher, and then Anderson and Burns, and maybe Reyes if you want to lock up a elite, you know, safe source before the draft. Yeah, Burns. I mean, Burns would definitely be one. I think you got to keep Lance Lynn too if you're if you're uh, possibly. Jet. Yeah, yeah. Where is where did oh, on the aisle? Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Tatis, I got Lemayhew. Um, you see, I, I, if I had Lemayhew, I wouldn't keep Lemayhew. Y- yeah, I, I would. Th- I think I think I can find something better. I, I honestly trust myself to find something better, or get yeah. him, draft him, just draft him, but keep somebody else. No, I don't know, like, man. like I mean, Jared I think, Walsh. I think Lemayhew still has one more good year where he's at the top, and that's a, something we should really talk about. Is how how our. Uh, well, I'll, I'll talk to you after the show. But I think LeMahieu has at least one more good season uh, where he bounces back and, 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 and cements his spot as a number one second baseman again next year. He was number one in my book, by the way. Uh, and uh, that leaves us with one more. I think Will Smith's my sixth guy just because catching, yeah. we find it's... out, is so weak. Uh, and I was very upset when he drafted Will Smith in front of me. Question mm. with his roster. He has Adolis Garcia, who's on the verge of having a 30 home run rookie season. You yeah. don't keep him? Uh, n- I'm sorry, dude. He has a 295 on base percentage okay. for the season. Okay, that, I, I, I'm I'm asking. I, I am just uh, asking the question who, I, which surprised. I feel needs to be asked. I'm surprised you. I wouldn't keep him. I, I wouldn't keep him. But yeah. I mean, this is a 30 home run guy in his rookie season. Uh, you feel like maybe you would uh, take a chance on it, but uh, I, I would have tried trading him away a long time ago. But I know trades in our league aren't a big deal, so. But a 295 on base with a 248 batting average, those are two categories that we keep track of. Uh, and uh, with the 164 strikeouts leading the league, uh, leading his team. <laughs> in, in August, he struck out 42 times. There's only, and there's only 31 days in August, right? That yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of strikeouts. So that's part of the reason why Jet's team is struggling right now. Jet is beating a playoff contender and Leon's team, uh, 11 to 10 at the moment so that that's kind of dashing away leon's uh positioning in the standings at the moment uh so that should be interesting to see how that pans out for poor leon who probably he, he does game. have a he does have a playoff spot locked up uh, he does, being in fourth now place at 25 just, and 18 it's just about seeding at this point you know yeah. it, it, the difference between being a second and third seed or yeah second or third seed um and as you know, the tiebreaker when there's a tie in the playoffs is the, the home team wins. So it's you got to take advantage of that, I, I believe. Yeah. That's just me. Um, where the hell is he? Oh, there he is. Yeah, he's Smoking just, aces. Yeah. How do I do that? Oh, okay, never mind. So anyway, so yeah, Jet playing the role of spoiler in today's game. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is Mario Mergola, uh, our buddy over there at the uh, a sport portfolio and my former colleague at accentsports.com and he writes for fantasy pros so he's our our, our league expert uh, not having an expert like season so far this year and he is currently beating aaron's team however 13 and 9 so he's playing spoiler as well all these losing teams are finally showing up and say no you're not we're not going to take uh you guys are not going to take advantage of us uh he is eliminated from the playoffs it looks like right yeah, yeah and and his his was I always feel like he does something crazy in the draft. Like this is kind of like his experimental league because he really, I don't think he's done well in either of the three years, but you, you look at the roster and you can definitely see what went wrong. Uh, he had Byron Buxton, Mike Trout and the Adalberto Mondesi, all three great players who missed way too much time. Uh, 
And if you had added those pieces into the ones that he had starting basically all year, guys like Austin Riley, Aaron Judge, Jazz Chisholm, Ryan McMahon all had great years, but half of his offense was on the IL. And I mean, and you look at the numbers that Mondesi, Buxton, and Trout put up this year. And if you had just extrapolated that over a full 162, um, I really think it would have made a difference for uh, Mario's team here. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we uh, kind of marveled at his team at the beginning after the draft, how, how good it looked and um, all the things that he talked about on our podcast back in March, they came to fruition, right? <laughs> a lot of the things that he, I mean, we got to go after our Edelbert Tomatoes. You just got to do it. You got to do it because he leaves <laughs> in stolen bases. You got to do it. I feel like if you don't get him, then I, I just think you're punting stolen bases when you get the chance. And I know that's like a big thing. Uh, and there's a lot of guys that he picked that he liked, but like you said, they're not coming to fruition. So again, since he's a losing team, he has to fight for that top for that top pick next year against Jet at the very least. Trying to figure out who the six keepers are, and starting with me, I'll go with Chris Bryan as a guy you got to keep. Randy uh, Rosarena, or as I like to call him, San Rice. Aaron <laughs> Judge has to be kept. Ooh, I know, and I know he loves Keston Hira, but I think he has to go. Yeah, with there's Mondesi. no way you can keep Keston Hira after this year. No yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we go to the pitchers, I guess. Uh, shoot. Um, I guess you'll go with, oh, would you? All right. I'll, I'll just take a stab and then you tell me because I, I got a question to ask you after I make my two pitchers. Jose Barrios, I'm going to go with, and Julio Urias. Now, my question to you is if you're Mario, he loves Clayton Kershaw, is that someone you keep on this team? I, I think at this age, I mean, Kershaw's still productive. He's just not pitching as much, which. I mean, isn't shocking. Uh, I probably, I don't, it's tough. I mean, he's having a sub one whip year. He's been awesome. He's just been hurt. Um, if I'm him, I, he has so many good offensive players. Um, I think my keepers are, I want to say you you keep Jazz Chisholm, but I'm not sure if you can with how many pieces he has. I would keep Judge Riley. Oh God! Maybe Bryant, uh, and then obviously I would keep Mondesi, Buxton, Trout. I'd keep all three of those guys. Uh, I'd go big or go home. I mean, those are the guys you didn't have them this year. Keep them and just pray to God you get them next year. Um, you, you keep Austin Riley despite the fact that uh, this is only like one decent season. I mean, it's more than decent, but compared to his what, what we were expecting out of him and how fast he started, you think that this is him for real now? That- I, I, I do think I. Don't think he'll stay like this forever, but he has shown some marked improvement uh, in kind of keeping that strikeout right now. The uh, 304 average, I think that would be the, the number one spot. I'd really see him maybe coming down a little bit is in terms of batting average, but I, I think there's a legit skill change here. He's always been one uh, to make very good contact. He's still only 24 years old. Um yeah, he's 89th percentile and expected Woba, actually 87th percentile and expected batting average. So mm. maybe that isn't going to come down. Uh, and he went from being, you know, like one of the worst in strikeout chase and whiff rates to, you know, middle of the pack, 35th percentile type deal. And with his quality of contact, I, I think it's good. And I think this is season, if anything, does so much for his confidence going forward that he can look back and say, hey, I am capable of performing like that. So, yeah, I, I would keep him. Um, if I'm Mario, but so you're looking for that. The, that leaves me to take one pitcher and you have to take between Julio Urias, uh, Zach Gallon, and Kershaw. 
that Man. that's it, it's a tough i'd probably go urias but that's a tough one. Respect for Jose Barrios. You really don't like him. I, I, I think Jose Barrios, I think he's replaceable. And I, I've said the same thing <laughs> going back for years now. I, I mean, he's a four ER, three and a half to four ERA guy. If it looks like a Jose Barrios and it pitches like a Jose Barrios, it's a Jose Barrios. And I can find somebody else that gives me those numbers or two or three guys that give me those numbers. Oh, and, and he's in Toronto. And he's in Toronto. And he, oh, it's yeah, I get it. I it's get it. Uh, uh, not good. I don't like it. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I don't think it's that big of a problem to keep him around. I know that there's something lacking with him, but it's hard to argue with the uh, results. I mean, a 4.22 strikeout per walk, which is a step that we keep track of, that, that's second on this team in, in terms of starting pitchers. Well, third, if you can't call in Kershaw. Uh, the whip is really low. Uh, he keeps the ball in the ballpark despite going to his new ballpark. Uh, he, new, uh, he's given Toronto up Texas. four home runs since being uh, traded to Toronto, and that's over one, two, three, four, five, six, seven starts. But I mean, even those starts, he hasn't faced really that good of teams. Uh, Kansas City, um, the Angels rocked him. Washington put up some runs on him. White Sox, he only lasted three innings. That was his really bad start. And then Detroit was his best start so far. Um, I, I, I like I said, I just I'm not sold on Jose Brias. But that's what you want, though. You want these good pitchers to beat up on the soft teams. I mean, I, I also I also want a pitcher that can is not going to be, you know, an inherent no pick against even a middle of the road offense like Los Angeles. The Angels? You just can't even stay healthy. Like, yeah, but they, I mean, you're giving up six earned runs and eight hits in less than five innings to the likes of Jack Mayfield and uh, <laughs> the half body of Juan Lagares. Like, yeah, Shohei Otani's in the lineup. Okay, cool. But yeah. come on, let, let's not act All like right. that lineup is the best thing ever. All right, let, let's do equal time here. Seven starts since July 30th. That was a trade deadline. Of those seven starts, he's had four quality starts. That puts him tied for first in this in the, on this team with uh, Zach Granke. All right, that's number one. He has three wins, which is only one less than Julio Urias, who you would keep on this team. 5.38 strikeout per walk ratio, which uh, puts him at number – actually, that puts him number one among the starters on this team. And in 5.38 walk per strikeout ratio, that's pretty damn good, no matter what you, what, what you spin it or whatever. 3.79 ERA, that's yeah. below four. That's what you're looking for at this it, it's time. A, I'm, t- it's, I'm just saying it's a 3.8 ERA for like he's a high threes, low fours ERA pitcher who we always hype up as like this guy who's about to break out. He's been in the league for almost five years now. It, it He is what he is. Hey, well, well, hold on now. What we always talk about on this podcast, sometimes older is better among starting pitchers. Like, you know, I don't know, Zach Granke, I just mentioned Clayton Kershaw who seems to uh, be relevant after all these years, after he's been done for about four years now. Uh, the whip has been a problem for Jose Barrios since July 30th, but you, you mentioned the home runs. Uh, he's actually improved since moving over to the AL East at 0.95, so he's below one now. The on-base percentage against, which is another category we keep track of, is a little bit high, but you know, it's. The, I think these are things that can be improved and worked on. I mean, Shane McClanahan's also on, on this team. Yeah, that, 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 on, that, that's a guy I, I, I would I'd pick McClanahan over um, Barrios. Well, he pretty much has the same ratios that Jose Barrios has. I, I'm, I'm going with the higher upside of McClanahan. I mean, is it really higher upside when he's with the Tampa Bay Rays and we don't know if he's going to be on the bullpen or starting? Oh, he, he's, he's going to be starting. Have you seen? I, I've actually been seven days and in a league. I, like, in a, in I have a been shocked they have let him go as far as they have. Well, Sean, in a head-to-head league, and you are expecting Shane McClanahan to at least get one one of these days two starts on a given week. McClanahan's not going to give it to you because 
we don't know what the Rays are up to. Are they going six-man rotation, seven-man rotation, eight-man rotation, bullpen game? I know this because I have him in my head-to-head points league, <laughs> and I never get any two starts out of him, ever. I only have him because he's so damn good. But anyway. I, <laughs> thank I, you. Thank you. I mean, he's good. But, I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, the matchups are not good. He has to face the Red Sox twice. Face them last week and facing him again uh, uh, next week, that this upcoming week. That's yes, and Barrios' next two matchups gets to face the Yankees and uh, Toronto. Or not Toronto, Tampa. <laughs> He's on Toronto. So we'll see how he, how he looks Wait, after are, those two is, weeks. Is that two starts, though? Is that two starts for Jose uh, I don't know. Uh, ninth and the 14th, so no. Ninth and the 14th? Yeah, that's Thursday uh, and then next Tuesday. Okay. okay. Well, hey, next Tuesday, there's a chance that he will be in two starts, which is more than you can say about Shane McClanahan. So <laughs> take it for what it's worth. Next on the team uh, is uh, Jacob's team, the Will Ponzi's. Uh, Jacob is our friend over at the, oh, what's the name of that podcast? Uh, the Step Back over there. There you go. Podcast. And, and we, we were giving him some uh, the business earlier on the private chat for the league, saying that even Sean and I wouldn't be able to know how to improve his ball club. And he said, uh, oh, don't worry, I'll be back next year. And, and I, I kind of had to bite my lip and from laughing. <laughs> so... But hey, I, I think man. he's got a nice little core to, to too many, keep. I'm sorry, it, too many Mets players. Too many Mets. It, players. it is too many Mets players, but <laughs> it's also very easy to look at this, and I think it's the most or the easiest of the six keepers to make. By the uh, way, uh, Jacob's team also beating a playoff contender and Henry, sixteen of five. So all these loser teams, these loser ass teams, finally showing up. <laughs> they're they're on, giving us the work <laughs> on the last day of business. They're, they're gonna go ahead and make their last stand here. This is the way they're gonna make it. So let's look at some of the potential keepers. Again, Jacob will be fighting for the number one spot next year uh, among uh, the other two teams we talked about, uh, Mario and Jet. So keepers, let's just go through that really quick. I'll go with my six, and then you can take over with your six. I got Pete Alonzo, I guess Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, Jesse Winker. I mean, that's how I, w- that's how I would do it. I don't know about him or you. Uh, Zach Wheeler, I guess you got to have him around for next year. Oh, wow. His and Acuna's on, Acuna's on the aisle, so he would have to keep him as well. Oh, there you go. There's my six. Acuna's my six. And by the way, Jacob, for the umpteen time, you still have four roster spots available, just like all the other times we talked about your team. You still <laughs> – actually, you had three last time. Now you have a four? Why aren't you – Transactioning. <laughs> Why aren't you transactioning? No, my, my keepers are, are pretty much uh, right in line with yours. Um, Alonzo, it, I, I want to say Manny Machado, and he's just like having the quietest Manny Machado season ever. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, the older Machado gets, the more I'm actually kind of buying. The strikeouts are seem to be coming down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the walks are kind of going up. But yeah, it's uh, definitely Alonzo, Machado, uh, Harper, Winker, Acuna. That's what five, and then yeah. Wheeler's the, would be your sixth as a pitcher. You could make an argument for keeping Marcus Stroman, mm. and if that's the case, you're basically picking between Manny Machado and Marcus Stroman. I think I would keep Machado just because you don't know where Stroman's going to end up as a free agent. Um, if he goes to a hitter-friendly park or a hitter-friendly division, then Machado's definitely the way to go here. But um, who you you would still pick Machado over Stroman? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I don't believe in Stroman. I mean, I, I, I do think he's he is overperforming this year. His expected ERA is like a run and a half higher than yeah, his actual ERA. So 
Um, but I think that's depending on where you feel like pitching is going to be next year. Yeah. Um, I think you at least have to look at it because he, he is a guy who this year has had a solid season. Of course. And again, he's 30 years old, which again, that's no knock on him. That just means that he's more seasoned and more uh, experienced. And again, older is always better with starting pitchers nowadays, it seems like. I mean, Zach Wheeler's 31. And I guess that extra age and uh, 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 that extra age advantage for Zach Wheeler pays dividends for him at this point, yeah. which is weird to say and say out loud because all this whole time we've been, you know, uh, trained that no, younger is better, younger is better. And that's not. Not the case for all the positions, but Machado, the fact that he can give you home runs and a little bit of stolen bases still at this at this stage of his career, not crazy about the 346 on base, which is respectable, but for a, a guy like Manny Machado, you want more from him compared to Bryce Harper, who has a 414 on base percentage. Yeah, I, I think Machado I is, you're never going to get, you know, the high on base. Like th- he had a 370 last year in the shortened season, and that was yeah. a career high. Um, 2018, when he was traded, he had a 367, and that was, of course, in a contract walk year. Right. But he's he's always had like you look at the walk rates, and they've consistently gone up over his career. Mm-hmm. But you're drafting Manny Machado for home runs and RBIs, um, not because of his on base and his run skills. Uh, I I think that's just the piece you have to make with it. Yeah, I mean that's true. But I mean, this, this is an on base league, and I'm sure yeah. there's other people on an on base leagues. I, I know we're not the only ones playing on base leagues, and. But that, and that's that's a trade-off, right? You get the counting stats, but the rate stats are going to suffer. He's not going to hit 300, despite the fact that he does have that profile. Uh, he's just that kind of guy. But, I mean, you 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 kind of need him uh, yeah. compared to Marcus Stroman. Not, no knock on Marcus Stroman. Yeah. I just don't – I just don't – I just can – compared to Manny Machado, Machado's a little bit more predictable for next year than Marcus Stroman because I don't know what to expect out of Marcus Stroman for next year. I don't know if this is going to be a, the new norm for Stroman. Uh, we've, I mean, we've seen the peaks and the lows with him throughout his career. I just don't know where, where to, what to make of him to this day. And like you said, we don't know where he's pitching next season either. Wait, I thought he signed an extension. He didn't sign an extension with the Mets? Nope. Oh, okay, I must be nope. thinking about the qualifying no. offer. Yeah, that was the, the qualifying. If you look at third baseman ranked by OBP, uh, your top five are a really weird collection of names. Austin Riley's number one at 377. <laughs> Yohan Moncada's number two at 374, and that's buoyed by a 13%, almost 14% walk rate. Uh, Justin Turner at 372. Yandi Diaz, my boy, is at 360 at four. And Heimer Condelario is at 354 fifth. Um, Manny wow. Machado basically has the same on-base percentage as Rafael Devers and Jose Ramirez. So, Interesting. Except Jose Ramirez just gives you – I mean, he's yeah. he is having quietly a top three fantasy pick, and nobody's talking about him because it's Cleveland. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Well, that kind of changes my perspective on things. Although, um, I don't know if I want to pencil Justin Turner. Yeah. As a I mean, the, the guys guys beneath Manny Machado at third base in terms of OBP, um, Ryan McMahon, 326, Matt Chapman, 322, Nolan Arenado at 314. Ah, because he's out of course field now. What a bum. What a bum. <laughs> I, I was going to mention, I don't know if I want to pencil in Justin Turner as my number two uh, third baseman for next season quite yet, so... I'm going to hold off on that. I almost made a, a last second midnight trade in uh, my 30 team dynasty for Justin Turner, but uh, me and the guy just uh, couldn't work it out. So, uh, well, I, I just, I made a trade. I made a one last ditch effort trade on my points league and my keeper league just because uh, I, I felt like I had to do something. So I traded away you Darvish for Carlos Carrasco. We exchanged, I got higher draft picks out of that the deal though. And I had to give up my two, uh, my my two last uh, round picks, so 15 and 16th overall, 
went to uh, the other guy and I got his eighth and 10th round picks. But yeah. And then the next game, you Darvish get post a negative two points. Like, yeah. all right, well maybe it was good that I traded him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What's wrong with you Darvish, by the I, way? I, I traded, uh, I think he's uh, ever since the spider tech stuff, he actually has a, uh... Uh, if you trace it back to the end of May when they announced or end of May, beginning of June, when they announced that they were going to start checking, uh, it's been going down, down, down. Uh, oh. I, I traded for I, I, on the other hand, traded for you, Darvish. Um, but that was that was earlier in the, the season. I traded for both you, Darvish and Tyler, Maley, Molly, whatever. Um, yeah, uh, I, I traded Lodolo two first round picks, Bailey over because um, I'm going for it, you know, I'm, yeah, I, I, I really I'm 19 and one about to be 20 and one um, and I have to go up against the, the stack team. So um, need all that. the all the pitchers I could ever get. Um, and you Darvish has given me like one good start since I got him. And that was for, in Arizona. Yeah. And uh, all the rest have just been really struggle fest. Interesting. So the guy who was cheated on in 2017 and struggled to get back into the group of things. <laughs> may have seen that he was he too was going to get caught cheating oh how the tables turn oh my god well, i was like i always tell people on the baseball life baseball group everybody cheats it's just <laughs> the only difference is the guys who get caught and the guys who don't get caught so yep. and we just uh, anyway that's a different topic for a different day our next team is comeback comeback with matthew wheeling formerly uh our, our personal chef here in the group uh i guess he still has a shot at the playoffs but he needs me to defeat Actually, Jacob, too, I forgot to mention that he, too, has a, a chance for the playoffs as well. But if he doesn't get those four extra roster spots uh, taken care of, uh, I'm going to just assume that he doesn't want to win and that he will not make the playoffs. But Whelan does have a chance, and I'm taking care of uh, my guy, my opponent this week, uh, James, beating the crap out of him 17-4. And uh, Matthew is down 11-10 to Andrew's team. So if they both lose... Who goes oh, in? James. James goes in. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because James is the one one ahead. Yeah. So it's a must win for both parties. Uh, but yeah, if James loses and Matthew wins this week, which uh, he still has a 50 50 chance, maybe a 45% chance of winning, uh, things are going to get interesting for us as commissioners. But let's take a look at Whelan's team, who uh, he has Buster Posey. But I got to ask you, do you keep a 35 year old catcher for next season? Uh, looking at his roster, he probably. Uh, because the the keepers I'm looking at here, you go to Grom Bueller just to start, and then you keep Wander Franco's three, Freddie Freeman four, um, and then Buster Posey, Starling Marte. I mean, Starling Marte is going to be what 33, 34 on yeah. opening day next year. 30. So in terms, yeah, 33. Um, in terms of age, you got to have that argument there. Um. Do you keep Tim Anderson? Tim Anderson's a guy that with six keepers in a 12 team, yeah, in a 12 team league, you probably mm-hmm. keep Tim Anderson. Yeah. Um, JD Martinez. What, what do you do with JD Martinez? Oof. Yeah. It's a uh, Buster Posey. It's uh, he has a lot of older guys on the hitting side that if you're going to make the argument, oh, I can't keep Buster Posey because he's a 35 year old catcher, even though with DH likely coming to the National League, uh, then. I mean, because offensively, he's had a season just as good as J.D. Martinez. Mm-hmm. And um, it's uh, up in the air for that last spot. So so you would keep DeGrom, Bueller, J.D. Martinez, you said? No, uh, uh, J- yeah. Bueller, DeGrom, Freeman, Franco, uh, Marte, and uh, Tim Anderson. 
Oh that's, boy. Yeah, yeah, I guess I would go the same uh, with Bueller, DeGrom, Freeman. You have to keep. I guess you have to keep Wander Franco. You know, I, just, I, I don't even feel great about keeping Starling Marte because I think this is his career year. This is going to be the last like I mean, he he might give you a, a 2020 season next year, but I'm not expecting 45 stolen bases again. Man, no. It is hard to bypass on those stolen bases. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, and that's and that's why time. that's why I would keep. Him. I think I would do Starling Marte and then I guess Tim Anderson by default. Not very uh, thrilled about this team uh, either, like you said. Um, but you know, he does have guys, he does have veterans on that team that are, that can help him win right now. And if he could supplement those players with better, uh, younger up and comers, like a Wander Franco and others just like him, uh, this might be a real threatening team. But again, yeah. I mean, we were, we were all excited about his starting pitching being, the, and that's pretty much the only reason he's still in the playoff hunt is because the starting pitching has been yeah. kind of keeping him above water. But uh, yeah, then the Gronk gets hurt. Kyle Hendricks. Uh, Denelson well, Lamette never really got going. Kyle Hendricks uh, yeah. with a 1.36 whip. That's why I chose Kevin Gosman over Hendricks. But, uh, uh, you know, whatever. It's at this point. But, but he still has a chance. And uh, that brings us to our next team, which is James Handleboat's team. He has a Twitch. Uh, I forgot the name of the Twitch account that he has, but he basically plays uh, uh, those quirky platform games. The other day I saw him. He was playing Pokemon, which is uh, <laughs> it was a hack and slash version of Pokemon. Hmm. Oh, which by the way, ah oh, crap, I forgot to tag those guys and the and the <gasps> thing. But I am beating the crap out of him 17 to 4. I don't intend on losing this week. I don't care that he needs me to take it easy on him. No, I am here to to uh set my supreme dominance over all of these teams. And if I have to face him next week, this is his. This is his foreshadowing uh, <laughs> of what's to come <laughs> what's to come in our first playoff matchup. And it's going to be more like this. I'm just going to keep pounding and pounding and pounding that ass. So, <laughs> but we just went uh, from PG to PG 13. Sorry. And NSRB. <laughs> I'm going to do, uh, I'll probably just stop because then I get canceled and I don't want that. So James has an interesting team. Obviously he's been up and down all season long and, I always feel bad for a scene because it looks like him. I think even Andrew, they have all the players that I have in my points league. So I, I kind of uh, sympathize towards them because, you know, my, my struggle is their struggle too with some of these players. And I'm going to tell you some of these players that him and I have in common. Uh, Christian Yelich we have, Michael Conforto. Um, who else is on this team? I, I got Julio Rodriguez but in our minor league slots. What about his pitchers? Uh, no, not many. No, no uh, well, I did have Noah Syndergaard and Chris Paddock last year, but you know, anyway, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's a lot of injuries on this team, but in terms of, um, six keepers, who would you select out of this club? Oh, this is a, a tough one because it's one of those, you look at the pitchers and you feel like you need to keep one, yeah. but the only one that I really would feel comfortable picking is maybe Max Freed. And I think you can just draft him later. And so I would go all in on my hitters. Uh, for him, though, it's uh, Christian Yelich down year. Mookie Betts has been good, but he hasn't been Mookie Betts of two, three years ago. Uh, Michael Conforto just now kind of figuring it out after being lost all season. So probably go Christian Yelich, Mookie Betts, obviously one, two. Uh, Xander Bogarts has had an awesome year, three. And then you got to pick three more between Joey Gallo and his Mendoza line batting average. Uh, he's officially fallen beneath the Mendoza line, which is kind of sad. Um, Adam, Fra like, do you keep Adam Frazier? Like, no, because he's been terrible uh, since the trade deadline. 
Uh, do you keep Brendan Crawford? Who's had a career year and no. will be back in separate? No. Then you have three guys and Paul Goldschmidt's a four. Um, I guess. Uh, or no, that was three. Goldschmidt, Yelich, and Betts. Uh, I have no clue what direction he goes in with the other three. Maybe Max Freed and I don't know. Jesus. I don't yeah. know. It's tough. Uh, no, it's I, like, I, I feel like you have to keep Joey Gallo, but it's I don't know. Yeah, I guess you go that route, and I guess I'll name my six now. I guess you got it. I mean, this this is a, a very thin team, but it was full of veterans who were supposed to be steady for him, and they just were not steady. But, yeah, I guess. I mean, it, uh, if you had told me that James's team, Paul Goldschmidt would be doing better than Christian Yelich and Mookie Betts, I would have called you crazy. Yeah, that, that does sound insane. But here we are, Goldschmidt. I yell at you, Christian Yelich, you got to keep Mookie Betts. You got to keep, I think you still got to give Michael Conforto another chance at this and hope for the bounce back year next year. Uh, although the thing I don't like about that is that both Betts and Conforto are right fielders. I don't know where else Mookie Betts qualifies um, in terms of Mookie the, uh, this year has second center and right. Yeah. But has he played 10 games? Cause we, we're going to go uh. back to the 10 game minimum for next year. So he's played yeah he's gonna okay at that point he won't qualify for second but he'll qualify for center field because he's okay. already played 26 okay so that's not as bad then okay never mind xander bogards is my fifth guy and uh joey gallo <laughs> i guess I, 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 i'm a big joey gallo yeah because none this... of the starters look like unless you really really like luis garcia who has had an awesome year and came out of nowhere mm-hmm. but you could probably draft luis garcia so yeah, there you go. Gallo's the sixth guy, and then just redo my whole uh, pitching for next season and go from there. But in the meantime, you will get you will get annihilated by Felipe's team next week. So <laughs> sorry. Uh, next man, and it sucks for him because he he could have avoided me, but then he would have had to face your team in the first week of the playoffs. Yeah. But Big Dinger Energy, uh, that's Andrew Andrew's team, our favorite uh, Irish Mets fan of all time. Uh, where is he? How's he doing this week? Big thing. Oh, okay. So he's beating Wheeling right now, as I mentioned. 12 to 10 now. So it was 11 to 10. Now it's 12, 10 uh, in favor of big dinger energy, uh, Andrew's team. So he is helping his buddy, his fellow Mets fan, James eliminate Matthew Whelan from playoff contention. And if we look, take a look at um, what's that uh, Andrew's team. Do you have it up there? Can you give yes. me six keepers? Yes. Uh, I'm going to go Matt Olson, Cattell Morte, uh, Alex Bregman. Oh, we got to look at his pitchers. Oh, gosh, that's where it gets really hard. Sandy Alcantara, I keep. Um, maybe think about keeping Luis Castillo. Oof. And that brings us to five, and I need uh, have to pick between Arenado, Bichette, and Randall Gritchick. I, I, no, Lourdes oh. Gurriel. I, I, like, uh. I, on, like, Austin Meadows in his 94 RBIs. I Fran Mil Reyes probably would be the move there for me. But yeah, Anthony Rendon's on his IL. You could always keep him. Um, it's really – it all depends on if you pick two starters here, which to me, if you're going to keep two, has to be Alcantara and Castillo. Yeah. Uh, but if you only keep one of those two, then you get a little bit more wiggle room on the offensive side. I still believe in Castillo. I, I think that's my slam dunk pitcher, and that's the only pitcher I'm getting. I know that he's – he also has Nate Pearson and uh, um, which, by the way, we have to change the minor league rules for next year. So that that might affect the way uh, this team will look for next year, depending on how we change it. 
because we, we have to do something because I, we'll, we'll talk off the air, but there's uh, planning a little seat for everybody to uh, think about as to how we're going to change the minor league rules for next year as it, it just became too, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It became too much for us to keep track of, which kind of, for me, defeats the purpose of going through a, a more automated process. I mean, if we're still getting involved, then there's really no point to keep all these restrictions, but we'll talk off the air more about that. Anthony Rendon, I guess you got to keep this. I mean, I didn't players. pick Nolan Arenado, but yeah, no, I, I, th- I, I, I think you could see because even in the down here, he's going to have like 30 to 35 home runs, 100 RBIs, and that's valuable. Um, yeah. It's just, I, I think I would rather have Bichette in the stolen bases or, you know, just, I don't, I don't know. I, I think I, I'd pick I, Bichette. I honestly think Anthony Rendon is 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 a better all all uh, not all around because I know Arenado is better defense but offensively all around I guess is the, yeah. the term I'm looking for. He's Rendon in my book is offensively more skill and all around better than Nolan Arenado uh, offensively. Yeah, my uh, my worries with Rendon are that hip has been and usually hip injuries just yeah. they don't age well. No, it's, and you, you fix it and it gets hurt again and you fix it and it gets hurt again. And it's yeah, no, for sure. I and mean, then he's had a slew of injuries, but yeah. I mean, either that or, or you, you get stuck with Nolan Aronado's 313 on base percentage again. And yeah. in an on base percentage league, I don't think so. Uh, what's who's the other guy? Alex Bragman, you got to keep Boba Shet. I'm, I'm, I'm a big homer for Boba Shet. So yeah. Matt Olson yeah. and Ketel Morte are easy keeps too, I think. Oh, well, that's the thing, right? He, like I said, Andrew also has a lot of my players. He has Matt Olson. Uh, these are players that I have in my head-to-head points league that disappointed me this year majorly. Uh, Matt Olson, Ketel Marte, Bo Bichette. Uh, who else does he have? Uh, he had, I had Tommy Pham for a while. He has Tommy Pham. So it's pretty funny. Uh, it's pretty funny that he pretty much has all the same uh, a lot of, of the same players that are disappointing him just like they're disappointing me. So I, I left that with Bichette. I guess Matt Olson just because I'm impressed by the power numbers. I think that's five. I think the biggest thing with Matt Olson is the fact that he's just completely cut down the strikeouts. Yeah. I mean, he he's now 70 walks to 91 strikeouts when in the short season alone last year in 60 games, he struck out 77 times in 131 games this year. He's only struck out 91 times and he's kept the power 32 home runs, 89 he's RBIs. Yeah. And, it's uh, and, awesome. And plus three on the stolen base net. So yeah, there you go. And the last guy, uh, Cattell Marte, and hope that he stays healthy next year with the ham- uh, the hamstrings injuries become just a thing of 2021. I know he's going to be 28, so uh, the speed isn't what it used to be uh, in terms of stolen base. He only has plus one stolen base now, but the on-base percentage is what impresses me at 391. I think he could do that again next year. Yeah. So I guess uh, that's my route for Andrew's club. Do you think he gets traded? And, and just real baseball talk, you think? Cattell I think Mar- so. Couple- I think okay. so. I think so. I can see him uh, going to like the Yankees or something crazy. Oh, hey, like, hey, like, all right. Like, like, yeah. like, a, like a big package, and then they put Ketel Morte in center field, and he sucks in center field, and they're like, oh, well, we got to move him to second base. And then then they, it's like a big drama thing. Yeah, I could see it. Well, well wherever he goes, man, uh, I, I believe in him. I think uh, some of the skill set, no matter what ballpark he's playing in, I think that, that travels yeah. well anywhere. Uh, moving on, speaking of Yankees, we are our resident Yankee fan. Right, one of our may, well, just the, we only have two resident two. Yankee fans. Yeah. Henry, our fearless leader of the life groups here, he does his own baseball podcast, Dong City. And now he has to make a choice. Now he's gonna make the playoffs, it looks like he's the number six seed as of right now. But let's see, he's getting his ass kicked as well by 
Oh yeah, Jacob's team, the Mets fan. So that, that has to be very <laughs> satisfying for Jacob. You know, finish the year with a big splash. But Henry is on that playoff hunt. He's trying to move up the seating, trying to get. Uh, well, he's not going to get a home. He's not going to get a home field. But uh, but yeah, it's anyway. He's trying to move up to number five, I guess, at this point. And that's assuming that the Cardinal fan, uh, Mike, who we're going to talk about next, loses his game. But Henry's team. Now we got to figure out his six keepers. And uh, there's a lot of uh, pieces, a lot of uh, waiver wire pieces just to keep him afloat. But they've been good ones. And honestly, he might might have a keeper that I gave him. (laughs) Well, I was going to say he looks very similar to what Jet was doing, was just pick up a bunch of waiver wire guys that were on fire. And that's how he's been kind of staying afloat and in the hunt for these playoffs because he was in really bad shape for most of the beginning of the year. But here are the six keepers I would do. Carlos Correa, that's one. I, you got to go with Francisco Lindor. I think uh, you're pot committed to him and knowing Henry and the Puerto Rican connection with Correa. Oh, yeah. Lindor, Lindor, and, Lindor is staying with Henry. Yeah, Henry's also Puerto Rican. Giancarlo Stanton for the Yankee uh, bias there. And then, <laughs> wow, the, the cover runs dry. I mean, do you, 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 don't, you don't pick Cedric Mullins? I was going to ask you, do we keep Cedric Mullins? I, I, think, at, I think you have to. Well, let me look at the pitches really quick, but I doubt that he has three viable pitches, that he would, and he doesn't. Uh, maybe Trevor Bauer was the guy, but no. Do you keep Jack Flaherty? I think so because I know he I know Flaherty. he's gonna keep uh, Trevor Rogers because that oh, was I, I had to cut Trevor Rogers. I had when uh, Sale was coming off the IL. Rogers missed the entire month of August with COVID, and then he was on the bereavement list, and then he went back on COVID. It was crazy, and he was just taking up a roster spot, and I couldn't start him, and so I made the dumb decision and drop 23-year-old Trevor Rogers, knowing I probably wouldn't likely be able to keep him anyway. Um, so I, I think he that's an easy keep for Henry. When I saw Rogers got picked up, I, I'm glad it went to Henry because that's going to be one of his keepers. Well, we'll see. I don't know. I'm not, I have Trevor Rogers on my team. I'm not quite sold on him, especially since he missed a lot of time for mysterious reasons. It was never explained why he had to miss over a month of baseball. And uh, that that you got to keep that in mind. That next year, he's starting over because he has yeah. to build up the arm strength again. Has to eat up all those. Yeah, it said Rogers has good. missed all of September due to a family emergency, and he was consequently limited to 83 pitches in his return to big league action, <laughs> which was September 4th. And he went four and a third, gave up two runs on a home run, three strikeouts. I just think his stuff is yeah. so good. And then in that ballpark, it. I really buy into the home run limiting, which he has. It's like a 0.49 home run per nine or something crazy. So yeah, uh, I, knowing, I think in a keeper league, you got to keep him. Unfortunately, knowing Henry, he's going to want to win. <laughs> I don't think he, I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to want to have the pay. I mean, this is like the guy who wanted to keep uh six of Sanchez and eight Pearson, but as minor <laughs> leaguers, not, not as, not as keepers. And he obviously didn't believe him enough. I mean, and for a good reason, he didn't believe in, in them enough to help him win this year. I don't know why he would go after Trevor Rogers. For next year, uh, seeing that he's going to have to start all over, all over again in development. I don't think and it's no, all over. He's thrown 115 innings this year. I know, and, and that's a lot. And that's, that's, I mean, and that was on top of in 2020, he threw 28 innings. So I mean, it was definitely a, a jump. But I don't think I don't think it's a I don't I don't think it's a reset. I think this is. I think so. he throws 125, 130 innings this year, and then he's good for 170, 160 next year. Mm, I don't know. You know how I feel about those things. It's not always linear. I think he only has three more starts to what show that he that he's not affected by the missing uh, the entire month missing in action 
and I, his arm strength is back where it was before he got hurt. And anyway, before I'm sorry, before he, before he left uh, for the family uh, reasons, and even before the family reasons, he was already kind of uh, uh, the hitting that rookie wall a little bit. So is that what you want out of your lineup for next year? Is what I'm asking. And knowing Henry, I I don't think he wants that. I just I I don't know who you would keep ahead of him. Right. So I think Jack Flaherty is staying on this team. So that's four right there. Those are four. And just to recap, it's Carlos Correa, Lindor. Um, who's my other guy? Giancarlo Stanton. Stanton. I guess you got to keep Cedric Mullins because he has nobody else. Jack Flaherty, because I know Henry loves Jack Flaherty. And so you got one more. And I, I think <sighs> I, I think you picked Trevor Rogers. I, I, if you compare it to maybe Rodone, but like that, like aw. Rodone's had a great year, but I, I'm I'm really skeptical. Well, that's the same issue. It's like he still has to build up his arm. Rodon has to fill, uh, uh, build up his arm strength. Uh, and when he's never proven that he could stay healthy for an entirety of the year, this year not included, despite the fact that he has a major bounce back here, I don't think he wants that. I think Henry goes with Sonny Gray because it's a safer pick. So no, think, not after Sonny Gray's time in New York. <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, but then why did he why did he have him along with the, uh, uh, and this year with the Reds? I mean, the Reds oh. is also a pitching ballpark, uh, a hitter's ballpark, and he's on he's got and he's got he's got a near four ERA. Trevor oh, Rogers at two and a half, Rodon's at two and a half. Like I said, I think Trevor Rogers, especially in a keeper league where we're going to be able to expand our keepers going next year as well. Yeah, I think Trevor Rogers at being twenty three years old is. Uh, the easy one compared to Sunny Grace, 31, or Carlos Rodon's very old 28, uh, just with all the injuries. I, I yeah. like I said, I think it comes down to those three guys. And to me, I think Trevor Rogers offers the best going forward. I will see. I got Flaherty and Gray as the pitchers. You have Rogers and who else? Uh, Flaherty as well. Yes. And then the other hitters that are, we mentioned, Correa, Lindor, Mullins, and Stanton. Uh, I was actually leaning towards possibly not doing Stanton and okay. picking another pitcher. Um, and maybe you do keep Rodone and try and keep cross your fingers. Um, but yeah, definitely Correa, Lindor, and Mullins offensively. Yeah. And then Rogers, Flaherty, and uh, maybe Rodone. And that would be six. All righty. Uh, next team up is the Cardinals fan, Mike from Eastern Washington with Molina Applebaum. And he too is getting his ass whipped by you. Mad Dog Magical, 16 of 5. So if this stays intact, he is not moving up. Well, he's he wasn't going to move up the standings anyway. But if Henry loses, then everything stays copacetic. He will Molina will stay as the number five seed. Henry will stay as the number six seed. And um, well, let's take a look at uh, Team Molina's team. Uh, and as I mentioned, Mike is a big Cardinals fan, despite living in Eastern Washington. And let's see, keepers. I got Trey Turner. Uh, <laughs> and that, I got I got Trey Turner. I got Trey Garrett Turner. Cole. Garrett Cole. Uh, okay. So, oh wow, he has Garrett. No wonder he's doing better this year than, I, than the last year. <laughs> uh, Garrett Cole. Oh geez. It, it gets talk- it gets it bottoms off real how's fast. Team, how is this team winning? How's uh, this team winning? All right, all right. Let's take the series. Ozzy, right, Ozzy Albies. Ozzy Albies. Yeah, you got to keep Ozzy Albies. That's number. That's three right there. Jesus Christ! With Merrifield. No, just for stolen bases. Oh God! He, I mean, he has thirty-five. All right, all right. Let me think about this. Let me think about this. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know why this team's so funny, but it's like it's got elite guys, and yeah. then it just seems to drop off. Do we keep you, Darvish? After all the things we said about you, Darvish. Oh God! What I about Hyun Jin Ryu? I, I honestly, I, I don't know. All right, I, all right. I do uh, not know. We got t- Trey Turner. I, I think for you, I think for you is probably your best bet. 
for oh, innings. And if it's Ryu versus Darvish, I, Darvish right. is going to give you more Ks. Ryu yeah. might help you more in ratio. I don't know. All right, let's start over. Okay, so I got Trey Turner. Uh, I guess we'll do Whit Mir- We'll do a balance thing. Whit Mirafield, just for, so we can move this along. Trey Turner, Whit Mirafield, Ozzy Alves, Garrett Cole, uh, Yu Darvish, and Hinjin Ryu. Uh, there's your balance. Three starting okay. pitchers and three infielders. So, so not then, near as bad as what it kind of looks like. When oh, no, it's very bad. It's very <laughs> bad. It's very bad. And, I mean, it's for the same reasons that you talked about Jose Barrios, Hinjin Ryu, although he does uh, fend for himself pretty well in the AL East. It's still the AL East. And right yeah. now, it, it, all the numbers that he's posting right now, the 1.172 whip and the 3.67 strikeout per walk ratio, those might be fluky. Those might be real. I know he's a really good pitcher. I know I like him a lot. I don't know if I want to keep playing that game with Hinjin Ryu. Uh, you, Darvish, you just mentioned that we, there's a little bit of uh, suspicion, suspicious things going on with you, Darvish, trying to make up for lost time with him. And Garrett Cole is basically the main reason why Molina was a championship contender for most of the year this year. So, Yeah, Ryu, like I said, I, I think you have to keep Whit Merrifield just for the stolen bases. I, I don't want to keep Whit Merrifield if I were him. Uh, Mitch Hanniger having a 30 home run plus season is also a possibility. Yeah. Um, he could maybe try and keep Dylan Carlson and hope that he improves. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a lot of ways to go here, but it's basically Trey Turner, Garrett Cole, and then Ozzie Albies and dart shooting after that. Yeah, um, pretty much. So basically you, you either go for Whit Merrifield and his advanced age and steals, uh, Mitch Hanniger and his 30 plus home runs, even though he's going to be 31 next year, mm-hmm. uh, Luke Voigt, if you think he's actually going to get playing time, I don't know. Kevin Biggio had a down year. Do you believe that he's a 2020 guy? And no, it's, um, I don't believe in him. You know, you it, it's tough. It, it's tough. I mean, uh, I think Ryu's obviously the second pitcher and then Darvish, maybe the third. All right, let's move on to, uh, smoking aces, which is Leon's team. That's, uh, Leon is the other co-host of the step back fan, uh, basketball podcast over at the basketball life, fa- uh, foot, uh, Facebook group. Sorry. Too many sports to mention here. Um, <laughs> I'm also trying to tag him so he uh, on time so he knows we're talking about his team. He is currently losing to we just mentioned to Jets team that's now 12 9 uh, in favor of Jet, who's in dead last in the standings. Smoking Aces, uh, Leon's team is uh, he's trying to move up the standings and, and see if he can leapfrog Aaron's team, the defending back to back champion. Uh, so, but it looks like he's no matter what, he's going to get a home field advantage in these playoffs for at least the first round against uh, Mike Harvey's team. So let's take a look and see whose team we like better for the next round. But in the meantime, the six prospective keepers for him. I got Jose Altuve. Jeez, it's the same freaking. How are these teams so good? <laughs> How are they so good? I, I mean, this one, he's been really carried. You, you look at guys like Marcus Simeon and Tyler O'Neill, who Marcus Simeon has led all players in all of major league baseball in Fairgraphs War since 2019. Oh, well, okay. I guess that explains it. All right. Max <laughs> Max Scherzer, Shane Bieber. Those are three right there along with uh, Jose Altuve. Didn't Shane Bieber could be huge for him. If Shane Bieber can make some starts in September yeah. and he can get him back for his playoff run, um, could be huge. But uh, yeah, I know that that's what that's pretty much how he uh, that's one of the things that helped him in a fantasy basketball league is that he had a bunch of injured players that came back just in time for the playoffs <laughs> and he was able to defeat me on uh, uh, for the championship game. So that he now, uh, shoot, I have a championship banner. I owe him a championship banner. So it's coming. 
the most interesting player on this roster in terms of do you keep Cody Bellinger? Yeah, I was just about to ask you about him. It's I think you that is the elephant sized, you know, swing in the room is what do you do with Cody Bellinger? Because this is two years now. This isn't just yeah. 2021. This is going back to 2020, which he had a 789 OPS. Uh, the strike walks and strikeouts actually weren't terrible last year. 30 walks to 42 strikeouts. It just looked like a fluky, bad, short season type deal. But in 2021, he's just been bad. I mean, really, really bad. And there, there's no way of under, you know, stating it. He 169, nice, uh, a 556 <laughs> OPS. Oh, he he's fallen into a platoon, a platoon. They're not letting him face lefties anymore. Yeah. Um. But you have to think that you've probably invested so much when he was drafted and then kept. So you can't just bail on him, can you? Sure, you can. And, yeah. and does he have the the players on the rest of his roster to? justify not keeping like would you keep Dansby Swanson over no. Cody Bellinger no 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 and, and that that's that might be just the thing that, would you uh, keep Cody Bellinger over Dansby Swanson like would you actually keep him I, I I prefer Bellinger over Swanson I don't believe in Swanson what one bit at least Bellinger has proven that he can be an elite player in this league Swanson has nothing done nothing but disappoint I mean he's gonna have drafted. possibly a 30 home run season coming out of shortstop Sure, but he's also hitting three uh, on base percentage of 312 with a 257 uh, batting average. Uh, the stolen base, the chipping in at stolen bases is nice, but the other thing I don't like is the 39 walks versus 133 strikeouts. I mean, show yeah, me the, 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 the strikeouts kind of went up a little bit this year, and that started last year as well. Yeah, but I'm not um, I'm not surprised. I mean, I mean, that's who I mean, yeah, you're number you're, you're a first round pick and you have not played like a first round pick outside of the county stats, so. Uh, I, I don't know. To but me, but, just, but in fantasy, the counting stats matter. Yeah, but if you're in a keeper league, you also got to project to see is this real? And he's, he's entering. Runs, he's entering the prime. Twenty-eight to thirty. <sighs> that we we know that's like that prime of offensive experience plus the end okay. point of the Chris ability. Bryant, why did Chris Bryant get traded away and, and not even mentioned as a as a player to keep and continue to struggle the last couple of years? And he was in his prime too. Javier Baez in his prime. I, I said, I, I said, I, w- I would keep Chris Bryant on that roster, on the one before, on, on the other roster. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying, in, in terms of real life, I mean, oh. I don't know if there's a, such a thing as a prime. I don't think any, uh, things are as linear as people think it, uh, uh, they they used to be anymore. And Dancy Swanson, is this something that can transfer over to next year? Why wasn't this something that was transferable when he was 24, 25 years old? Why it's taking him so long? What is the real who? who well, the real Dancy Swanson, please. <laughs> please what I'm asking. <laughs> anyway, Marcus Simeon, I guess you got to keep him because he's a safe choice with the, with the 30 home runs yeah. and, and he pitches in those stolen bases as well. Uh, so I got Altuve, Simeon. I guess you got to keep. I got to keep Cody Bellinger just to see if he can bounce back next year and become the superstar we all know he could be. Uh, who did I say? Shane Bieber, Max Scherzer, and our final guy. Boy, oh boy, how is this team so good? I don't get it. I think you're sleeping on Tyler O'Neill. There's a reason for that. The Cardinals, <laughs> the Cardinals themselves sleep on Tyler O'Neill. <laughs> well, he's they also been hurt a lot this year. Literally, he's been literally use him for a bed in hotel rooms. He's the bed, Tyler <laughs> O'Neill. That's how much he slept on. All right, final guy, and then you can go and tell me that, uh, who would be the guy you wouldn't keep. Jesus Christ, there's like nobody I would want on this team. <laughs> I guess Dansby Swanson by default. I don't know. All right, your turn. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go in the opposite direction here. Uh, I'm going to stay with you on Jose or on Altuve and Simeon, but then I'm going to go Tyler O'Neill uh, just because he's been outrageously good. Uh, pull up his Savant sliders, and it's the stupidest thing you'll ever see. Uh, 97th percentile average EV, uh, 90th percentile max EV, 98th percentile 
or better in hard hit rate and barrel rate. Uh, expected slugging, 96% sprint speed. He's fast. He's got yeah. literally all the tools. Um, has yeah. had a couple of injuries, but he's come back from all of them and performed well. Uh, they actually seem to be giving him, you know, the playing time this year, which they have never done in the past. For now. Of course, the yeah, – for now. For now. Um, now, the strikeouts are an issue. He's striking out 32% of the time, mm-hmm. um, and it seems to be mainly a – uh, breaking ball, he's struggled against the breaking ball, but he's absolutely covered all fastballs. Um, and then he's actually doing pretty well against off speed as well. So it could just be a he's not a breaking ball guy, and maybe next year they adjust and they throw more breaking balls and he bottoms out. But I've always liked Tyler O'Neill. I loved his minor league numbers. I loved all the tools. So he's a definite keeper for me after showing, you know, 845 OPS, um, 20 plus home runs and 10 steals and just uh, 350 plate appearances or something like that. Um, well, I'll tell you what, man, this has to got to be the most stable outfield situation for the Cardinals in a very long time. Cause they usually have one or two or maybe up to three guys that they just, well, Oh, you're struggling. All right. Next man up. Let's, let's give this other guy a chance. And, and then they, then they trade somebody and then they turn out to be an all-star. Like look at Lane Thomas since he's yeah, been traded. Randy Rosarena. <laughs> it's like yeah. the list is so long. Yeah, uh, in terms so of patient with certain players and yeah. very patient with others. It's ridiculous. And then on the minor leagues really quick, they don't have the depth that they used to at outfield like in years past. But right now, uh, you're, if you're looking for someone to kind of replace some of those guys that are already up, you got Austin Dean, Justin Williams, who has seen some playing time with the big league club. Lars Newtbar. Who's, uh, who's uh, listed on the bench right now. And you still got Chase Pinder and Double A as well. So, I mean, they're not big names, but the Cardinals, that's, that's how they are. They don't care about the big names. They don't care about the pedigree. If you can help this team win, they'll take you out and put someone else in just because that's the Cardinal way. So... That's why that's another thing I don't trust about the Cardinals and, and guys like Tyler O'Neill and Harrison Bader and uh, who's the other, Dylan Carlson as much because they, they always come with a lot of hype, these Cardinals outfielders. And then a month in, they're already benched. Yeah. Or they get traded, like you mentioned, like Randall Gritch, I guess, traded to the Blue Jays or sent to the Blue Jays and Lane Tommy Fam. Tommy Fam. Oh my God. That why? Why? I don't get it. It, anyway. it seems they just have a very quick trigger with guys. They, 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 oh, you, know, you struggle, you're, you're out of the lineup. And right they did the same thing with like Tyler O'Neill, his first few seasons. Harrison Bader, they did the same thing. And then they finally, like we've gotten to the point in the cycle where they were the guys that got sent down. And now they're the guys that are being called up again for a second time, essentially. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll go. So Tyler O'Neill, you would keep. Yeah. Okay. Altuve, Simeon, O'Neill, Bellinger. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to keep Bellinger, but I have to. Yeah. Um, and then I go with Bieber and I, I guess Scherzer. I mean, Scherzer's to. 37 and he's still being successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll go Max Scherzer there. I mean, Max Scherzer is going to be the reason why the Dodgers are going to repeat this year, it looks could, like. So. Could you see the Yankees possibly signing Max Scherzer to like a one-year, yeah. like $30 million deal or something like that? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I could see it. And then Hannah and Garrett Cole at the top of all. Woo! Yeah. I can see it. That's what. That's all you need. That's yeah. all you need. And then the Yankees will finally win a World Series for the first time since. And then you wake up from your dream. And you wake up from your dream. That's 2009. <laughs> I know it's 2009. I was just pausing for, for dramatics. Uh, who's next on the docket here? It is Aaron. Oh, oh, championship rounds. Now we get to the good teams. All these other teams, they suck until proven otherwise. <laughs> and watch, I get unless, they, unless they beat us in the playoffs and then they uh, were awesome. I don't know, man. Leon's team, I, I don't, <laughs> I'd be very surprised. Okay. 
let's quickly move along these lines because I got a wrestling show to attend to later tonight. And uh, I got to take care of some things before that show starts. So Aaron's team, 25 and 18, she's playing to get that higher seed to leapfrog you because ain't no way in hell she's going to leapfrog me. I can tell you that much. <laughs> but she is dominating. Uh, wait, where the hell? Oh, no, she's losing to Mario. My bad. 12 to 9. You are still beating uh, Mike, Mike's team, 15 mm-hmm. to 6. So it looks like these standings are going to stay intact. Looks like Aaron will be facing, if the standings are correct here, Henry in the first round. We saw Henry's team, but let's take a look at Aaron's team, what we like and what we don't like. So Jonathan India, is he a keeper for you? Uh, Jonathan India on her roster. Um, you want me to keep going? Yeah, it's hard because she has such a deep roster that he might just be a casualty of being on too good of a team. All right. Well, let's, we'll circle back to to India. I guess you got to keep Jose Abreu if he's going to be producing like this. I mean, that's one of the main reasons she's so damn good this year. Uh, Aloy Jimenez, you got to keep him around. So good job on her being patient there. I don't know about George Springer. I'm not sure if I would keep Eloy. Uh, You have to. I, I think, I, I think with her roster, I think I think you could get away with not keeping them. All right. Well, let's move along then. Uh, but because I don't know, I don't know anybody else I would want on this team. Uh, aside from those Brian guys Reynolds. No, I don't want Brian Reynolds. Oh my God. No, no, never no, going to no. learn. You're never going to learn. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm winning without him. I, I <laughs> you are. Him. Okay. You are. Congrats. So, uh, yeah. Do you keep Cabrian Hayes? No, 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 absolutely not. Uh, you know, I don't want any pirates on my, on my team. If I can help it, I don't want any. All right, so I got Babe Ruth guys. could suit up, and you'd be like, "Nah, I don't need him." I'm sorry, who can suit up? Babe Ruth. Oh yeah, no, I don't. Well, I mean, it depends what he does with the Pirates, but those guys. I mean, <laughs> I mean Josh Bell. I, I never believed in Josh Bell, and I know I drafted him late in one of these drafts one year, and I was so pissed off at him that I just dropped him without any regret. And right now, what what is what has he done for the Nationals? We haven't even mentioned him. Uh, oh, okay. After in 2019, he had that like fantastic, like historic May. If you look at him since uh, May of 2019, mm-hmm. um, I, I had this running thing that he had actually up until I haven't checked it in a couple months. He was a below uh, zero war player. He was a negative war player since uh, June of 19. Oh my God. Um, but is- granted, he's had a solid ish year this year. So, oh, how ish. solid? What's yeah. Solid I, I, I'd, solid I'd, ha- I'd have to look it up because. Um, just making things up anyway. We'll, we'll get to Josh Brown a little bit here, but I'm a, I, I 107 WRC plus. He's finally out of the red because he was 77 last year and he really struggled early this year. Needs to be higher, man. You tell me he's a premier. Oh, and he's not. He's not. He's not. He's 107. That's not going to cut it. He's not. I agree. Aaron has a lot of pirates, uh, prospects in Quinn Press, a priester, Nick Gonzalez. Nick Gonzalez is raking right now. Richard Rodriguez is on uh, is uh, on the team, so she loves the Pirates. She has a lot of Pirates players on this team. Why? I mean, I mean, I mean, I know why, but it's like, oh, <laughs> I just I don't know what to make of it. Anyway, pitchers, right? So I got the two hitters on uh, in my back. Uh, okay, Mike Clevenger. I know she drafted him, uh, and and when we said something about it, she she said, oh well, you know, this is for next year. So next year's approaching. Is Mike Clevenger a keeper for next year? Uh, no. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, the, I, I was actually looking at this. The list of people that have had Tommy John twice um, at the major league level is not a very pretty list. Um, so, and, I, and Clevenger at this point will be what, 31? Yeah. So, 31, yeah. 32. Um, yeah. And the stuff, the stuff usually is pretty diminished after mm-hmm. that's usually after, you know, Tommy John number one, it, it can sometimes be better. But when they do it the second time, I was reading this article. And it's 
it doesn't attach when they repair the, the ligament and attach it back to the bone. When they do it a second time, it's not as strong as it is the first time because there's already uh, they've already done that surgery in the bone. Instead of going into actual bone, it's just scar tissue. So, um, yeah, it, it, it doesn't hold as well the second time as it does the first. What a mess. What a mess. So much promise. Anyway, uh, all right. Brandon Woodruff has to be kept. I yep. guess you got to keep Josh Hader. Do you also keep Devin Williams? She's been, uh, he's been pretty instrumental for this uh, team's pitching. I, I, maybe. maybe. I, I, right. I, I, it, it's because you either you keep Devin Williams a reliever or you keep someone like Framber Valdez. Mm, I, I and I think that's a tough one. Um, and and the, it really depends on the rule changes for next year because we got to do something about. Oh, Aaron Knowles on his team too. So that's yeah, but, uh, yeah, four and a half ERA this year. I, I'm sorry, I just, I'm I'm out. I was always I thought he was slightly overrated. I thought he was a good pitcher. I didn't think he was what he was in 2018 when he had the like 2.3 ERA. Because for his career, he's th- over three and a half now. So I I, I think he's a good pitcher, but he's not. He's the National League Jose Barrios. I see your high ERA, and I raise you the 5.31 strikeout per walk. Yeah, 186 186 Ks. Which leads this team, by the way. And the whip is at 1.127. And when I say it leads this team, I mean among starting pitchers. And the 1.127 whip, which is, I guess, second. And the 1.36 home run per nine, which also leads the team. Yeah, well, you take the good with the bad, right? I mean, he does pitch. Out, I mean, he pitched out of Citizens Bank ballpark. But when I gave you the, the low numbers for Jose Barry's, you were pooing that. Now you're going to bring up the 1.36. All of a sudden, that's bad. Uh, I mean, it is bad, but come on. Anyway, uh, okay, so I'm at. Uh, I lost count. So I got uh, Brandon Woodruff. I got Josh Hader. I got Aaron Nola. And then you that's go back three. up to the hitters. Yeah. Uh, Eloy Jimenez, Jose Abreu. That's five. And uh, uh, just for the. For the sake of time, Jonathan India. That, that's you're not going to keep Salvador Perez. <laughs> Why would I? Oh no, man! Forty-one home runs, a hundred and t- you were the one trying to tell me that when, Salvador when, Perez when, needed when last offseason when we were when having was, the Perez versus Will Smith. Austin, you said you need I, no. Salvador Perez. I didn't say you need Salvador. You need to consider Salvador Perez, uh, but and... you, you don't keep him really. No, I'm, I'm shocked. Not. You would rather keep Jonathan India or Ehoy Jimenez over Salvador yeah, Perez? I just said that. That's that's what I'm. If I'm Aaron wow. and I have to pick for six keepers, that's what I'm wow. keeping. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, wow. Salvador Perez. Early, I mean, last year I was like, you got to have Salvador Perez as number one. And last offseason, that that was championing Salvador Perez. This offseason, things change. Uh, rankings aren't the same as last year. See, so, so you're stuck in. You're you're, you're stuck you, in. See, I'm I'm just I'm shocked that you would you know. No, push for I, him I, and I then never, you don't want to keep I would, him i would never keep a catcher no they're, they're too inconsistent now perez i thought he could easily be a top three catcher but huh I mean, you see now i'm i'm, I'm on the opposite catcher? foot here I, I would keep salvador perez i i would keep my uh, my my six guys since we have so many categories i don't really worry about on base but, if they can make the it up big in, one if, if they can if they can make it up in three other categories uh-huh then I'm willing to overlook a, a poor on base. Here's why I in don't fantasy, overlook in fantasy, in fantasy. No, well, here's why I don't overlook it in fantasy because on base percentage it just opens up for all the cap. You think I'm in there looking at? Oh well, this is going to hit 20 doubles, so I got to draft him. No, I don't do that. <laughs> I'm looking at, at at the big categories, which is on base percentage and you know the other big ones, uh, the, the other statistics that kind of should translate to production in those other single stats like you know WRC plus, uh, WOVA, OPS, OPS plus, all those other stats. 
So a 316 on base percentage, that, I mean, you can get that anywhere at catcher. I understand that the counting stats are important. That's the, You're that's, not going to get the 41 home runs no, and 100 RBIs. That's gonna, <laughs> that's, that was my gonna, that was going to be my point. And that the, the reason why Salvador Perez, I don't care how early you draft Salvador Perez, I really don't. The reason why I don't is because he's going to get all the playing time. I mean, I know 41 home runs isn't a fluke, but it helps a lot when he has 519 at-bats. That's that's ludicrous. He, he he can qualify for the batting title if he if his batting average ever goes way up there. Yeah, he's already DH 30 games this year in oh, with the Royals, wonderful. and they traded Jorge Soler. And if you ask me, I think the reason they traded Jorge Soler was to open up more DH at-bats for Salvador Perez this year and going forward in the next year with MJ Melendez. They're one of their top prospects at catcher. Um, just hit like his 35th or 36th home run in the minors this year. Absolutely insane. Left-handed catcher with major power, but some swing and miss issues. But I think they're seeing all of this from Salvador Perez, and they're saying, we just got to keep him in the lineup. And you trade Jorge Soler, you put him at DH, and next thing you know, you just let him hit. And I think Salvador Perez is one of those weird players whose war could actually be higher as a pure DH than <laughs> as a position player, just because of how poor his defense usually is, when, especially when about, it comes to framing, as we, we talked last week. Talk about that last week. Yeah, and it. so I could see him being, like, as a full-time DH, like a two-and-a-half win player if he hits like this, even with the 316 on base, because that's something that we always know he's not going to do, is get on base. All right, so I'm sharing my screen here really quick with you. All right, so, because it seems like you have a you have a problem with listening to me. All right, and you're you're mixing my 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 analysis from 2020 with 2021. This is my 2020 rankings, 2020 uh, catching list. Uh, my my rankings, right? And we're gonna deal with the catchers. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make it a little bit bigger. And pre 20, uh, this is pre 20, right? No, this is pre 20, pre 2020, pre 2020. Okay. So this is before the pandemic hit. Yeah. We got locked on. So you see that I have Gary Sanchez number one. That's how much I love Gary Sanchez. It's the you power. Know, and Salvador Perez is basically giving you what Gary Sanchez did, except he's on a batting average train. Okay, so let me finish here. <sighs> Salvador Perez was top five. My thing was, if Salvador Perez is going to give you is the fifth uh, catcher, and he's being and if and if he's going to be drafted as such as the fifth or sixth best catcher, because the drop off after Salvador Perez, you got Wilson Ramos, Mitch Garver, Carson Kelly, Sean Murphy, Will Smith. And this is before Will Smith uh, uh, skyrocketed up, up these rankings. Salvador oh. Press is your last guy. Once Salvador Press is, is gone, this is pretty much a crapshoot down here, all the way to number 15. That's why I was pushing for Salvador Perez. You can wait for Salvador Perez uh, after Wilson Contreras, Yasmani Grandal, Joey Silvermuto, and Gary Sanchez are gone. Wait for Salvador Perez, I says. And, and uh, unless they're all gone and you might have to reach for him, but that's fine because he's going to get all the playing time he can handle and he's well rested. And he's going to produce the counting stats that everybody looks for. That's what I was saying, which is the same thing you're saying now in your championship now. But, oh, I don't know, a year and a half late. After you I see, the, the issue That's now is you're not going to be able to get Salvador Perez after you see Sanchez, Real Muto, and Grandal go off the board. He uh -huh. will be the number one catcher off the board. Uh -huh. And you will have to reach which for him. Brings up 2021. And boom, I moved up to number two. At number two, now I'm like, I don't know, man. That's that might be too early for me. I liked him when he was number five. Like, you know, Will Smith is at number five yeah. right here. I like, but at number two, I guess it's okay. But I, I would, me personally, I always want to wait on catchers because at number two, that means a lot of great hitters and a lot of great starting pitchers are going by the board. I'm willing to sacrifice catching a little bit at that point. 
But in 2021, I had Salvador Perez as number two for all the same reasons. He's going to produce. He's going to get all the playing time. I don't know if he's going to produce the same as last year, but he's going to produce something because he's going to get all the playing time he can handle. Yeah. Which both years it came true. But as a number two catcher, meaning that there's the price tag is going to be involved in there where he's going to be picked a lot earlier than what we're used to or how uh, uh, I wanted him to get picked earlier than what I'm used to. I don't know all about that. but And that's why a, you keep him and you avoid having you. to run into that issue. I don't know, man. I mean, catchers are catchers. Okay. I, I mean, so I, so I, I what are you doing? Catchers. You're keeping George Springer in her lineup, correct? No, no, I didn't no? say George Springer. No. Okay. okay, I thought you had said Jimenez and Springer. I got Because then, that's the one I, I would love to keep, but I just don't trust his body at all. Who, Jimenez? Yeah. Oh, no, no, Springer, Springer. Oh, Springer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm done with Springer. No, yeah, that I am done completely. He done has with 16 home runs and only 205 at bats. It's like and, the and most only, insane thing. And only 205 at bats. That's the yeah. freaking problem. That's, that's the issue. I know. It's uh, no, I don't the, want the body doesn't uh, want to back him up. So it, it, it adds up, though. I mean, he's, he's been one of the most durable players and one of the most hard headed players. I mean, he'll crash into walls. He'll make those slides. He'll sacrifice his body for that. I play. wouldn't say he's been that durable. It's one forty twice, and then he had one sixty two, and then everything else was one forty or less. I mean, one forty is still a lot of games. Hold on, let me just double check that because I could have sworn it was a lot. But regardless, I mean, okay, fine. So he the injuries have already been taking a toll on him already. And you see, my issue with Springer isn't the total amount of games played; it's always the same injuries. The same, like it's always the legs. It's always that left hamstring, left quad. Because he plays really hard. He goes all out, and now he's 32 years old. Okay, so yeah, here we go. Uh, he played 51 out of 60 games in 2020, 122, yeah, which is yeah. low in 2019, but 140 and above between 2016 and 2018. I mean, and only 1215. <laughs> so I mean, 102, that, whatever. I think those three seasons are are the reason why you're seeing Springer having an issue getting back into the lineup. But getting back to the rankings that I have here, that's why, I mean, you saw that in my other league, once again, just like in 2020, let me go back to the 2020, where I drafted Salvador Perez number five in our league in 2021, I drafted Will Smith number as a fifth catcher in my points league. It's that juicy part at number five, number six, <laughs> number seven that I wanted. And in this league, who did I get? I got these two guys, George, uh, Gary Sanchez and Sean Murphy. Right there. <laughs> and then Dalton Varsha was my number 12 catcher. And you guys went out and got all the other catchers that I didn't, that I wasn't interested in for this league. And it's worked out. Who were, uh, I, 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 uh, numb tongue. My catcher and, situation worked out beautifully and not one of their names is on your list. Yeah. So you, you probably didn't even, okay. So you waited even longer than I did. I know. Oh, actually, did. okay. Actually, I lied. Um, that, I mean, it's still not bad. But it's not it what I have in my other league. I had Will Smith and Omar Nervais in my other league. This one uh, is okay. He's right outside your top twelve. Uh, Carson oh. Kelly, and then I had Tyler Stevenson, who's given me a two eighty five average, three seventy one on base, uh, forty RBIs, and two hundred ninety five at bats. Uh, he's been really awesome, and I think he's going to hopefully get more and more playing time as the Reds figure out how good Tyler Stevenson okay, actually so is. You're making my argument here why you shouldn't keep why, why it's not worth keeping Salvador Perez. I mean, you are content with Carson Kelly as a 14th best catcher on my list and Tyler Stevenson. And you can say whatever you're oh, it's just your list. Okay, but many other fantasy experts have it like this as well. Tyler Stevenson's number 31. You waited and you actually played the waiver wire to get your catchers that you needed. No. I mean how far better is Aaron with her two catchers? Not saying that these are bums or whatever. But it's about if it's a if it's a question about value, how much better off is Aaron going 
very top heavy with her catches right here, number two, number three, hogging up two of the top five catchers, then I am with Gary Sanchez, Sean Murphy, and Dalton Marshall, well, or I, you are with Carson Kelly and Tyler Stevenson all the way at the bottom here. Yeah, I, I don't think Wilson Contreras is a top five catcher, and I, I, I've never liked him offensively, honestly. But, but Salvador, again, Perez, Salvador Perez himself, uh, if you compare his 41 home runs and 102 RBIs over 519 uh, at-bats to my two catchers who have combined for – 20 home runs and 77 RBIs. Meanwhile, they both have a 370 and a 371 on base, which is what I look for in catchers. Either I get the top one or two, which to me would have been Will Smith or Salvador Perez this year, Mm -hmm. or I target the guys that just aren't going to hurt me. And that's why I I like Stevenson's on base tool. I liked Carson Kelly, even though he struggled um, coming back from his injury. But yeah, it's... I, I get what you're saying. I do. And by it's the way, just, she, I would keep uh, Salvador Perez. That's just, that's too many home runs and RBIs to leave all, off the board. She also has Travis Darno as well. So I, I think she picked them up late in the year. So, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's a great catching situation. That's one of the reasons why she's at the top. I mean, even when you say the, what you say about Wilson Contreras, but he also has a 332 on base percentage, which is, I don't know, man, that's quite remarkable for a catcher. And he plays every day when he's not hurt. So just like, so, so she cornered the market on those, you know, those, uh, cowbell catchers so i mean if, if that's the route that she wants to go next year that's fine but i mean it's still an on-base percentage league you gotta be take advantage of those six keepers with guys who are better skilled than Salvador perez but if she doesn't believe in the other guys then so be it i mean i would take both of my catchers over wilson Contreras. that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> I, I would love for you to take two catchers for next year before the draft starts that's fine <laughs> no i'm not i'm not keeping either of my guys but neither it. of my guys hit 40 home runs and have 100 plus rbis with a month to go well there's no i mean there's no uh, guarantee that Perez is going to do it next year you're uh, right uh, you are right you are right linear but well, we saw what, what he does... did in 2020 as well and that you, was really good and you, i and i was skeptical i was skeptical, skeptical I, was, I was wrong yeah and Very he's skeptical. backed it up he's backed it up this year granted okay. i did say he's not going to bat 333 I, I said that, and he's back down to 275, but he's still crushing the ball, which is what he showed in 2020. And my doubt and skepticism has been dissuaded a little bit. All right, then. Well, that's uh, was, was that your six keepers then? You gave me a six keepers uh, already. Perez, Abreu, uh, where's the other one? India. I, I was going to keep India. Um, oh, okay. And then Woodruff, Hater, and. Uh, Devin Williams. I'll actually, I'll, I'll go the two RP route. I'll go okay. the two RP, right? And right now, uh, Aaron or Henry in the next round, who you, who you pick? Henry or Aaron? Yeah, in the next round, because that's a projected, that's a projected um, matchup. I, I think Aaron's going to have, a, I think her pitching's just better. Okay, did we, did you give me a prediction for Leon or Mike's team? Uh, the no, no, I did not. Let me look. That is probably going to be, I like Mike's team. Uh, Leon's had the better season, obviously, but, um, it, it's going to be a close one. I, I, I'm going to go with the uh, underdog and I'm gonna go with Mike. Yeah. I think I'm going to pick Mike, uh, as well, just for the underdog. He, of it. He's got a red hot CJ Crone playing right now. And mm-hmm. Crone yeah. is a guy who right now you just look at his stats and he's, you're like, what in the world? Uh, in August, 387 average, 463 on base, an OPS pushing nearly 1300. Um, so yeah, if CJ Crone can keep it up and he's probably going to automatically win steals in that matchup with Trey Turner and with Merrifield, uh, he just needs some pitching and uh, it'll be close, but he's got Garrett Cole, which always helps. 
Alrighty. And then I, I guess I'll go Mike and Aaron for next week. That which brings up up to your team. Uh, do you know what? Just for the sake of time and just for the sake of not sharing our trade secrets, because this, this is a conflict of interest. I will predict your six keepers and you predict my six keepers when okay. we talk about my team. And you just stay pat and just zip it. So, so you, that way, that way you're not like, well, you know, people already knew who I was going to keep for next year. No, we'll just. It's a conflict of interest that I'm trying to avoid. So I, I'm going to go, your keepers are going to be Nikki Lopez, uh, Lamonte Wade, Brendan Rogers. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I, I hate you so much. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, uh, let's go with uh, Jose Ramirez. He has to be a keeper. Uh, uh, Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker again. Corey Seager. Oh, wow. That's that's dangerous right there. Uh, Shoy Otani, you got to keep him. And... Uh, Luis Severino, no, I'm joking. Uh, one more guy, right? Let's go yep. with... Did I say Jordan Alvarez already? Yeah. Uh, Trevor Story, I guess, just for consistency's sake. So uh, I don't get to keep a pitcher? I don't think you're going to keep a pitcher, uh, unless you count Shoy Otani. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, how's that working for you, uh, having Shoy Otani? Uh, oh, it's all... You know, it? when I didn't keep him last year and I felt like I reached to get him in the draft... And I was, this is more of my fun league. This this isn't the one that, you know, I'm going to worry about making the money. That's my 30 team league. But this one is my fun team. And I have not had so much fun playing fantasy unless I've had like with Shohei Otani this year. Like being able to switch him in uh, for since we do the biweekly at the beginning of the week, I'll, I'll catch his hitting stats and come the weekend, I get his pitching stats. It's so much fun seeing what he's done and it's just so unreal and I'm glad to have him and I'm glad I reached for him because he made me happy and that obviously being happy with your fantasy team leads to some success because I'm in second. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Now you, you will have Andrew's team to deal with next round uh, as a seventh seed. If the standings stay intact. Yeah. Um, what's your prediction on that game? <laughs> uh, Andrew, Andrew has played, actually beat me. I think in our last matchup, so uh, a little hesitant. Um, he's got a great offense. I mean, it, it really is a great offense. I need to win my pitching matchups. Yep. And I've set myself up down the stretch to where I feel really comfortable with my pitchers. Uh, having Chris Sale back, I think, is going to be huge for me. Um, meanwhile, he basically has to hope that Luis Castillo has a good game. And Sandy Alcantara has a, a good game. I mean, that, that's it. Uh, Corey Kluber, John Means are solid but I think both of them could blow up at any point in a start. Uh, Tanner Hook is going to be big for him. But um, I, I hope my pitching carries us through because we both have really good offenses. But um, I, think so my, I think my pitching might have a slight edge. So humble. So humbling. And, but- I, I, hey, I like I like he has a he probably has a better offense than I do. Matt Olson, Cattell Marte, Arenado. Yeah, probably. Uh, it, but oh but you're, you're predicting yourself to win, right? Yeah. For okay, sure. So. Got to have some sort of bravado, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, some sort of, yeah. The, the most <laughs> minuscule bravado I've ever seen. Uh, I think, no offense to you, my podcast partner here, but I, I, this is a good chance this could be an upset. Now, of course, it, all it, reasons, it very well could be. All the reasons you mentioned, for sure, for sure. But I think if he, his pitching is able to balance out your pitching and his hitters can play up to the potential yeah. that we saw in, when we reviewed his team. That's an upset waiting to happen right there, I think. Yeah, like no. I said, I, ha- I have to win my pitching matchups. 
I, so, I have to win the pitching stats. In that regard, I'm going to go ahead and predict Andrew defeats your team by the narrowest of margins because it should be pretty close. But if you're going to have, you know, if this league's going to have any upsets, that would be one of them along with the 4-5 uh, slot. And uh, let's go here to the last team, last but not least, the best team in the league again. See, all I do is rack up regular season wins, but then in the playoffs, my team just fizzles out. But now I, if my team fizzles out this year, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself because I think I created a pretty damn good juggernaut to prevent all that shit from happening. But <laughs> all right, I will stay shut. You tell me who I'm keeping for next year. Six keepers. Let's okay, go. L- let me pull you up. Uh, you're definitely going to keep Gary Sanchez and Dalton Varsho because you love keeping catchers. Yeah, for sure. Just kidding. Okay, so let, let's start <laughs> over and go for real here. Obviously, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Juan Soto, that's not fair. Um, I think next is going to be Luis Robert, who I traded to you, and that trade is not working out very well for me. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. three. Takes um, a big person to admit their mistakes there, Sean. Yes. Uh, your pitching uh, is interesting. I don't think you keep Lucas Giolito after a kind of uneven year and mm-hmm. injuries and some ineffectiveness. Okay. I do think you keep Kevin Gossman, and mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the shocking move for you. And that brings us to four. So you have two people left. Uh, you are going to keep Liam Hendricks as an easy save source. That's five. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it comes down to Nick Castellanos versus Rafael Devers or Max Muncy. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting one because those three hitters, are all fantastic. And I think you're going to go with Max Muncy. Okay. I think he's that the better, uh, safest, safer pick. Um, Devers, I think you like, but not enough to pick. And then Nick Castellanos as a pending free agent leaving Cincinnati. Might see the numbers drop a little bit, and that's why I think you're not going to pick Castellanos. Hmm. Now, you could pick Devers as a pure age upside pick. Mm, okay, but um, I, I think it's going to be Muncy. Oh. Interesting, his ver- and his versatility too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he plays everywhere. I mean, I, I don't know about this year. I don't know if he qualifies. Now uh, you could be zagging and totally not keep Hendricks and just pick up saves elsewhere and pick up two of those offensive guys and go straight offense with uh, the addition of Kevin Gossman. I think Kevin Gossman's the one guy you keep. Interesting. Well, we will see. I mean, we have an I have an entire off season to think about it. Um, can we just talk about change. how you having Vlad and Soto isn't fair? Yeah, you, you did mention that. Yeah, um, it's not fair. That's why when what's his face? I know my guy Larry uh, talks a lot of crap and he says, "Oh, Aaron's gonna win again." You'll see. It's the it's the curse of the Cuban. Felipe's going down, and I'm I look at my team and like, bro, I got both Vladdy and Juan Soto. If I go down, then there's something wrong with this league. It, <laughs> I'm too big to to be. I'm too big to fail. But but it's happened before. Just just a little bit of bravado, right? <laughs> I have to. I have to. I have, this is the way it is. If I don't do it myself, then who's gonna do it for me? You know, <laughs> no one else is gonna do it. Uh, but no, I mean, this is a, a one of the, my favorite teams of all time in any fantasy league and any sport. And it's because I will. You guys were able to give me two very young twenty year olds and Guerrero and Devers in the draft. So you you drafted in the OG draft. You got Soto as your what first pick, and then Vlad in like the third round. I stole him off of you. Yeah. All right. Wait. Who's the other guy? Vlad. No, I got him in this in this in this year. No one kept Vladimir Guerrero. People gave up on him. (gasps) Wow. I got him in the first round. Well, remember you picked Luis Robert, and 
I was gonna pick him, but you just wanted to get revenge yeah. uh, on me for all the picks <laughs> that I sniped from you last year. So you took the one guy I was really considering getting with my first round pick, and you ended up trading to trading him to me anyway. And if I win, I'm I'll be sure to give you a little bit of a thank you for the one one twentieth uh, assist there uh, to help. This oh, team. you didn't even get uh, Vlad in the first round. Oh, you got him in the get- second round. So, and Aaron is wow. And, uh, Aaron was right there, and I'm back. Yeah, to back she had here. she had the turn, and she went Woodruff Maeda. Oh God, yeah, she went pitching heavy because remember we saw the the napkin, and that's what she wanted. Yeah. Okay, so good, good. We saw the napkin. I forgot about, catch. I, I forgot I, about I the napkin. I honestly keep thinking that I got uh, Guerrero uh, in no. the first round, and you then pick, Devers you picked Devers. Pick Devers first. So yeah, Devers first, and then Guerrero in the second. So even I didn't wasn't expecting much because he oh. wasn't a slam dunk first round pick for me. But oh, that's that's wild, and to see what he's done this year, and yeah, he wasn't I've, kept. Oh God, I've always loved Guerrero, and I've always liked Devers. Um, but Devers has been in the league a little longer, and he's a little bit older. So you would think he's a little bit more polished. I, I think that's my mentality at that point. And yeah, I got uh, Shohei in the seventh round. In the seventh round, seventh yeah, round. That's pretty. Yeah, I think people were kind of uh, questioning. Um, what do you call it? They're, I guess they're questioning if if this catcher, I'm sorry, this pitcher hitter thing is going to work out for him or no. not. And uh, it has. So uh, good on you for making that. I mean, you you've been uh, very high on him for like the longest time already. So it's not no. surprising that it's worked out. Uh, okay, so I have James in the first round. I already made my prediction earlier when I said I was going to pound that juicy ass of his <laughs> all week. Long, but do you see it the way I see it there, Sean? Against James, yeah, yeah. I think your your team is definitely the heavyweight favorite. Damn right, throughout all of the playoffs. And if I and if I come up against you, uh, it's going to be the same game plan that I will need against Andrew, and that is I got to win my pitching matchups because I feel like my pitching is better than your pitching. Yeah, I think so. I think I feel I feel the offenses are close. Uh, You definitely have the upside of Soto and Vlad. But you've also had some, you know, had to plug in some guys like Frank Schwindel, which was an awesome move after we talked about him. Um, Luis Luis Robert coming back. Yeah, and Connor Joe. Yeah, Connor Connor Joe Joe went down. down. I had to IL him. That's what happened there with uh, Frank Schwindel. So it was when I saw Schwindel out there, I'm like, really? You guys are just letting me get this? It was funny. We talked about him, and I was like, I'm not going to be the one that picks him up. Let somebody else pick him up. I wasn't going to pick him up either, but he's been been awesome for you. I'd rather have Connor Joe healthy, but that's not the case. So <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, pitching, um, I don't know. It seems like my team, you know what I love about this league though, Sean, is that it does, does a, since it's a semi-weekly league, it does a fantastic job of kind of simulating the ups and downs of a real major league baseball season. You know how, you know, you, 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 it's your typical team, like the Yankees, because we see Vince complaining about them all the time, despite <laughs> the fact that they're winning, you know. The Yankees will go two of three, two of three, two of three, and then go all for three, one of three. They go on a nine-game road trip, and they only win what four out of four nine, out of nine games or whatever. <laughs> and, and and that's pretty much my season. You know, I got off to a four and zero start, and then I went to a four and four because I lost four games in a row. And then I go on a hot streak, then a cold streak, hot streak, cold streak. There are some weeks, there are some periods where my hitting is carrying me, and then there's some periods where my hitting goes extremely cold, but my pitching carries me. It's been it, it's, but yeah, that's that's. In a micro in a microscopic way, that must be what it feels like to be on a regular major league baseball team going through those ebb and flow uh, trans uh, parts of the season. Even on a good team, like, like I said, we see it with Vince. We see it with uh, who else complains a lot about their winning team. Um, 
Dodgers fan. We we don't have too many Dodgers fans, so yeah. But I mean, that's a good, that's a good example. The Dodgers, <laughs> especially. Oh, the Padres. They're they're a winning team, yeah. but right now they're on really. They're they're, they're they're crashing harder than the Mets were. Yeah. All okay. The so oh, so when me and Andrew faced up, I finally went back and found our matchup. It was a weekend matchup uh, at the end of July, and we tied eleven to eleven. And uh, who is the home team? I believe I was. Okay. So there you go. That's all you need, man. That's all you need to squeak by that first you, you round. Just, you just got to play for a tie. Play for that's a tie. That's what I'm doing. That's, <laughs> why, that's why it was important for me to win all these games. Oh, who cares about the seating? I'm just, I, I know that that's the excuse people use, but screw it. I want that number one seat because I know what's going to happen. If a tie happens, I move. I advance. I advance because I have the home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So, I mean, I, I don't know why everybody's not doing that, why everybody's not gunning for that number one seat. But if you guys want to give them to me, I'll take it. Screw yeah, it. I was the home team, so I got the win in that one. So, yeah, got to take advantage of those rules, man. I mean, everybody knows what the rules are, and then they act surprised when things happen to them. And like, wait a minute. Why is this happening? Pay attention. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't understand. You're paying for this league. You're in a high-profile league where I, I, I am putting results up on the baseball group every – well, not, not as much as before, but I was for a long time. And, and you're letting things go by. You're not paying attention. You're not adding players to your roster even though you have the space for it. And then you, you wonder why we're talking shit about your team. I mean, come on, guys. We're all adults here. I mean, either be in it or don't be in it. You know, there's a waiting list waiting to people wanting to be in this league too. So that's Uh-oh. a challenge for I, me. I, I just everybody. realized that uh, Jordan, Jordan Alvarez is injured. Yeah, he's, left, he's hurt. Left knee contusion. Oh, God. No, no. He, he's day to day. I have a difficult decision to make in my other league. But, I mean, I'm, that league is uh, – my points league is, is dead to rights at this point, but I still want to win. I want to win every game right now. I am, def- I am beating the number one seed in that league and our one of our, in our final regular season matchup against him. I don't care that I'm not going to play for the playoffs. I still want to win. I play to win the game. That's what it's about. So I'm here to play spoiler to all these playoff teams. Cause I don't give a shit, <laughs> but anyway, that's a good place to stop. Unless you have something else to add on. No, best of luck to you in the playoffs. Same, same to you, my friend. Uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we got some good news for our teams for next week. If not, I'm pretty sure we'll have plenty to talk about uh, next week as well as uh, September is here. And we're also on the long stretch run for Major League playoffs. Uh, some players got called up. You know, rosters expanded. We want to see how these minor leaguers are going to take advantage of maybe some extra Major League Baseball playing time. We already talked about some of the pitchers. Maybe we'll talk about some of the uh, minor league hitters that got called up. I don't know. We'll see. But And then our playoffs start now, but I know other fantasy leagues' playoffs start later. So if you have any playoff questions for us or streaming advice that you need from us, or we are here to help you people out. That's what we're here for. Right, Sean? Yes. For Sean, I am Felipe. We will see you next week. Take care.